Hey, Vegas Nation listeners, I want to take 30 seconds to introduce you to a new podcast from the Review Journal called Critical Condition Accounts from One October. It's a five-part series sharing the powerful stories of two Las Vegas officers who responded to the scene of the One October shooting on the Las Vegas Strip. You can find this wherever you are listening to the podcast right now. Just search Critical Condition Accounts from One October or visit ReviewJournal.com backslash podcast for more information. Now on to Vegas Nation. Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Station Casinos. Don't forget to check out the Vegas Nation app, vegasnation.com to follow all things happening with the Raiders. Comment while you are there. We love hearing from you. Right now it is Heidi Fang with both of our Raiders beat writers, Miles Simmons and Adam Hill. We are in the house in Lambeau Field right now where the Packers have walked away with a stunning victory, 42 to 24 for the final. I mean, Raider, we're coming off a bye here. We were expecting them to be the more rested team. Green Bay had a Monday night football game. We were expecting them to be a little bit weary, especially at the situation of several other wide receivers sustaining injury, having to go through the week unlimited practice, but that didn't matter at all. Aaron Rodgers just went off over 400 yards passing and Derek Carr in the fourth quarter. I mean, by the time he was benched, the score was like 42 to 17, not a tremendous deal, but he is on the sideline in the fourth quarter. Mike Glennon comes in miles. uh, What do you make first of all of this game, what we saw out of Aaron Rodgers and the Raiders effort against them? Well, I I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best of all time, and there's a reason why he's considered as good as he is. I mean, but today, what was interesting, I mean, we witnessed history today, guys, because it's the first time that Aaron Rodgers has ever finished a game with a perfect passer rating. And it's also the first time in Packers history that that has happened for a Packers quarterback, which was a little bit stunning to me to learn that, um, all things considered. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers had five touchdowns passing, six total touchdowns, if you uh, consider the one that he also had running the football, he was just unstoppable today. And I think, you know, Heidi, you're right. It's, you didn't necessarily expect that to happen, right? You guys, when, I mean, he was, he's healthy, but his wide receivers are not healthy. Um, They were missing Devontae Adams and they were coming off of short rest while the Raiders had a couple weeks, you know, coming off the bye. So in that, in terms of that, it made the result a little bit surprising. And I think when you, when you look at Aaron Rodgers, you're never surprised if he has a massive game and he lights you up. Exactly. I mean, those things happen. Aaron Rodgers just does that to you, but it hasn't really happened this year. When we talk about the inconsistency, inconsistency at receiver, Devonta Adams out today, certainly his go-to guy uh, came in with, you know, Valdez Scantling Jordan Allison, both questionable. They both went and were effective. But, you know, there's all these questions about, you know, LaFleur and Rogers' relationship and where where are they at? And the offense just hasn't clicked to the same level. As much success as they've had, it's been more of a team kind of effort for the Packers. Today, it looked like old Aaron Rodgers of like, let's just line up, go wherever you guys want to go. I'll find you. Kind of old standlot football for them. Uh, so I think you saw the emergence of that old Packers passing attack with Aaron Rodgers kind of leading them. And, 
they are very, very tough to beat, especially, you know, when you get them on this field here at Lambeau. I don't know that I would call it the old Packers passing attack because even it at their best with Mike McCarthy, I don't think it ever quite looked yeah, like that. That's true. But it, could, as far as Rodgers just going out there and slinging yes, it around. Yes, yeah. yes, no doubt about it. But like that, that is Aaron Rodgers at his best. And that's why you hire somebody like Matt LaFleur, who has the offensive mind that he has, because he schemed up the Raiders to a T today. And, and I think what you can point out when you say it's not like the old, and you mentioned Aaron Rodgers had never had a, a perfect pass rating. It's because he is kind of just, let's just go out there and throw it around. And he's going to have incompletions. He's going to have interceptions. He's going to make mistakes. I think today you kind of saw the the full, you know, uh, emergence of LaFleur, what he wants to bring, but also what Aaron Rodgers can just bring on his own. You kind of saw those come together, and it was a perfect storm going against the Raiders. And Rodgers' final numbers here, 429 passing yards on 25 completions on 31 attempts, five total touchdowns. I mean, he hit Aaron Jones, he hit Williams, Kumaro, Graham, Valdez, Scantling, even rushed one in on his own. So the Raiders here obviously didn't present a lot of pass rush or kind of really threaten him. Mayowa did get to Aaron Rodgers, but unfortunately it was a late hit that cost them a penalty. Um, so the Raiders, I think the biggest turning point in this game, obviously, we have to get into is when Derek Carr tries to rush it into the end zone in the second quarter. He fumbles the ball. It's reviewed. And then the Packers get it because it's fumbled out and the Packers get it at the 20. So, I mean, how big of a turning point was this when Derek Carr fumbled that football? It was the turning point. I mean, uh, John Gruden mentioned this after the game. You know, the at that point, the Packers were up 14 to 10. And it really did look like the, the Raiders were going to go into the end score because they had to that point really move the ball quite well. And so if Josh Jacobs runs that in instead, or if Derek Carr actually does extend the ball without dropping it and it hits the pylon, then, yeah, you know, it, it turns into a 17-14 thing. And, you know, the Raiders are leading and maybe this turns into a completely different game, but it doesn't. Uh, um, Derek Carr has a remarkably similar play to one that he had a couple of years ago in 2017. The ball goes out of the end zone, touchback, you know, Rodgers goes down the field, boom, there they score a touchdown. There's only 12 seconds left in the half. Raiders take a knee, Packers get it back, and then they go right back down the field and they score again to start the second half. And so now, instead of being up 17, you know, 14, you're down by 18 points, 28 to 10. So it was the turning point in the game, and it was pretty unfortunate because man it just everything snowballed out of control after that yeah and you know Gruden was, was he wasn't going to go out and just trash car because that all that is is a guy trying to make a play now we know that it's coached differently the Patriots coach team, coach players not to do it because it is such a, a turning point uh, type of play if you're going to give up a potential touchdown and let the other team have the ball at the 20 yard line that's a massive change and we saw how big it could be today but, I mean, that, that that is just a guy trying to make a play. And I think coaches tend to live with that and say, you know, we don't want you to do it. It's, it's dangerous. You can only do it if you're sure that you're going to get there. Uh, but you don't want to come down on it too hard. I do think it was interesting listening to some of the other guys. Like, Darren Waller was talking about the play, and he said, hey, you know, we were talking on the sideline. Like, we still love Derek. Like, nobody expected you not to. Like, how bad <laughs> do you think that play was that everybody's asking? Like, everybody's just asking you if you've abandoned your quarterback now after that. But, I mean, it was that big of a play, but I don't think anybody's going to put the fault on him. It's not like he did something, you know, incredibly stupid or put his team in a bad situation for another reason. He was trying to make a play, trying to get to the end zone. Now, I will point out, Derek Carr made a comment the other week that now comes comes in very interesting. He said that every time he's near the sideline, whether it's near the goal line or not, he st stretches the ball out just before he goes out of bounds. And he was actually very annoyed that they never tend to give him that spot. That's what he said. He said, 
wherever I run out, that's where they give it to me. I always stretch it out an extra half yard or a yard, and they never give it to me. And he said that. So if if they never give it to you, then stop doing it. Like, don't do that anymore then. If they're (laughs) not going to give it to you anyway, then stop doing that. But I think that's where the thing about this 2017 play comes in, right? Because at the end of that game, it was week 15. uh, Raiders were playing the Cowboys in Oakland. And basically the exact same thing happened. He rolled to his right. He was scrambling. He's trying to get into the end zone. The the Raiders are down 20 to 17 at the time. And so he then stretches the football out, lets it go as he's going out of bounds on the right sideline. This is the front right pylon he's going for. And it goes out of the end zone, touchback, Cowboys take a knee, they win the game. It's literally the exact same thing that happened. And that's why Derek Carr actually said, I mean, you said that it, it wasn't a stupid play. Derek Carr called it stupid. He, he himself, he said that. Well, that he he said he should have held on to it. He two does hands. it every, pl- every yeah. time he's near the sideline. So he, I mean, uh, if he thinks it's stupid, he thinks he's being stupid every game. But it's not, it's not. The situations are different, right? I mean, if you're sure. if you're on the 50-yard line and you stretch it out and it goes out of bounds, it's still your ball. Yeah. If you're on the goal line and you stretch it out and it goes out of bounds in the end zone, it's a touchback. So I think you have to have some better situational awareness, I think sure. is what he was saying. And it's true. Like you, That can't happen in that spot anymore in his career. It's happened twice. It, it can't happen anymore. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. So he throws that interception on in the fourth quarter. And then after, I believe, that drive, that's when they brought in Mike Lennon. Now, I don't want to make too much of a big deal of it because at that point it was a 42-17 to 17 game. So, yeah, that was a don't-get-hurt situation. Yeah. Right. Okay. But do you think because of all of this that any fan out there might be asking – is there anything going on with Derek Carr in the brass? I, I would hope not. If they're watching the game, I think they would know. Uh, that's just a situation of, hey, nobody's going to get hurt. We don't want to run Jacobs out there. We're not going to run Carr out there. Uh, they did still have Darren Waller out there and guys like that. But, I mean, you only have so many people available on your roster. So um, I think it was, let's just get out. And, and by the way, guys like Jacobs, who'd been kind of in and out of the whole game. And he's been in and out of the game for every single game this year, it seems like. Uh, I don't remember him getting through a full game. Uh, without, you know, going over and being checked out at some point. Uh, we know Darren Waller got a lot of treatment after the game, too. I mean, th- this road trip and even though they're coming off a bye week, it's beating up a lot of guys. So I think that was a, all right, we're not winning. We're not coming back. You just do a pick. Like, let's just move on and get out of here. Well, speaking of beat up guys, how much do you think we talked about it before the game that the absence of Trent Brown especially made a difference and the absence of Tyrell Williams and having somebody like you mentioned, Miles, to have somebody out there that can stretch the field? Well, I mean, it was interesting because that uh, not having Trent Brown could have affected the game more than it did. I think um, they were over. They were, excuse me. They were able to overcome two holding penalties um, by Brandon Parker, who is excuse me, David Sharp, who was playing at right tackle um, instead of Trent Brown on one of their touchdown drives. So. Yes, that was bad, but when you're able to overcome it, it's kind of like, all right, well, then you're okay. I mean, the Raiders were actually very good on third down today. They completed seven or converted seven of their 11 third down attempts. So uh, Derek Carr said this after the game, moving the ball was not really the problem. The problem was finishing drives. And also the problem was your defense. The fact that, you know, like they they couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers at all. They ran the ball. They didn't didn't allow a sack. Uh, They had the two holding penalties, but he said they overcame them. Like I, I... I don't know how much better the line could have been uh, with Trent Brown around. They did, they did everything that they wanted to do. I, I think a lot of that is the fact that Gabe Jackson was back and he played really well on the right side and he brings a lot uh, over to that side of the ball. But um, 
listen, if they have if they have Trent Brown in there, like yes, he's a great player. Uh, but I, I don't think you can put anything on the offensive line. I think the offensive line was very good today. And actually, Max Crosby, the only guy to get a sack in this game on Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, that, I guess, not really a bright spot. But, I mean, we are seeing that they are able to get to the quarterback. And it's been in the past, like, games, Benson Mayo has had a pretty good record of getting the quarterback. But overall in this game, I think a big thing that was missing was any kind of pass rush on Aaron Rodgers. He just, he had a lot of time to sit back there. I think it was the Aaron Jones um, pass that got out for a touchdown. He was like 21 yarder. It just seemed like he had all day. I mean, am I wrong there? <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah, it seemed like he was able to, I think Ed, when we were doing the video, he said like, like Aaron Rodgers could have a couple bratwurst back there, like whatever. <laughs> cheese curds. Yeah, some cheese curds, whatever other you know, Wisconsin fair that you want to talk about. But yeah, I mean, the pass rush today was just not there for the Raiders. And yes, I mean, Max Crosby did get a sack. Funny thing about that. So Max Crosby does the like, you know, the discount double check with the belt move. Yes. So I saw a tweet that from from like Packers beat writers and Packers beat folks that said something that was like, Oh, you know, rookie just did the belt. Don't do that. And like somebody was like, uh, you know, it was like game over or some, something like that. And then somebody later retweeted it and was like, yeah, coaches should really tell their rookies about this. Because then, of course, like Aaron Rodgers has the first perfect passer rating game of his entire career. So you're going to do the Aaron Rodgers celebration and he's going to you know, take it right back at you. Although I don't even know that Aaron Rodgers cares. I don't think he who does. Max Crosby is or what he did or anything like that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's interesting with no, no pass rush. I mean, they tried to get there. Uh, with their defensive front. They didn't really send a whole lot of blitzes, which was kind of surprising to me because that's something that the Raiders have done. Now, I know they they feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to burn them, but you also can't just sit back and try to play coverage. You can't you can't try to fix your coverage issues by having more guys back there that are just not helping in any significant way. Like they, they were, you know, not not only not getting there, but not really, you know, covering anybody and, and you know, not putting any kind of difficult situations uh, for Rodgers out there. And, the, you know, late in the first half, you saw, the, you know, the long drive. We talk about the, the car fumble at the goal line. But, you know, then then the Packers try to go down the field and they're just everybody's going to the outside trying to protect the sideline, trying to protect the boundary and not letting them get out of bounds. Well, you forgot that you're just letting a receiver slip behind you and Rodgers can find those guys all day long and they get a touchdown down the right sideline. It was it was coverage issues. It was, um, you know, pressure issues. There was all kinds of issues defensively for the Raiders today. This is, I thought, certainly... Listen, again, it's Aaron Rodgers. We get it. But I felt it was it was definitely a step back for the Raiders defense that has shown a lot of signs of improvement. No doubt. And even when they did send blitzes, I mean, there's one play that sticks out in my mind where Carl Joseph comes in on the safety blitz. Right to his spot. Exactly. To, to Allison. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and he makes plays like that. And in the, on that throw, Carl Joseph got a hit on him. Yeah. And he still stood there. And he just fired the ball as accurate as can be. So that's the kind of difficulty you're going up against yeah. when you're going up against Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, at the same time, like you said, this was a step back for this defense because they let up 8.7 yards per play. It's nearly nine yards per play. The most that they'd given up in a game um, heading into this was 6.9 yards per play against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, nice. like, that... Yeah, exactly. But that that tells you a lot, I think, about the way this game went. And Gruden even said it after the game. Just gave up way too many big plays. Nine plays of 20 or more yards for the Packers today. That's not good. No, especially because they're heading into Houston. They're facing another potent offense who is very capable of pulling off uh, averages of 20 yards a play with Deshaun Watson and uh, Hopkins out there. And they have a, a very solid passing game. So how do the Raiders try to fix what's happened and prepare for this, Adam? 
Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of discussion, a lot of conversation, <laughs> uh, a lot of going back to the drawing board. And listen, as good as the as good as the Texans passing offense is, uh, Deshaun Watson is very, very good, a very dynamic player. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I think you can attack him in different ways. Uh, I don't know that if you uh, if you send the same blitzes, if Watson is going to be able to make the same plays and the same reads that Aaron Rodgers did. And one of the great things that Rodgers does, and Watson does it well, but he, nobody's on the level of Rodgers at just getting them in and out of plays. Like the running game is even really effective when Rodgers knows what to call, knows uh, when to check him out of certain things. And, you know, th- there's just it's just so difficult to scheme against the Packers because whatever you have planned he can change it at the last second and burn you on it. So uh, it's not going to be quite the same challenge next week. It's certainly still a, ma- a major challenge, no question about it, to try to go to Houston and win. But it's a different kind of system we're going against uh, with Watson as compared to uh, Rodgers today. So you know, we'll see if they're able to, to do some different things. And I would expect them to set a lot more pressure against Watson. And Miles, do you feel like Derek Carr said this in the post-game news conference as things were wrapping up, that he feels very road-worn? Do you think in this Houston game that that's going to have a huge effect on them as it comes to the final game of this long road trip? It better not. I, I think, you know, that's you have to play the schedule that you're dealt. And I think that it is not fair that the Raiders have had to go to London and then they have to go into the central time zone two straight weeks after their bye. It's a little bit ridiculous. I, I think that the Raiders do have a, a, a right to feel some kind of way about that. But at the same time, when the schedule comes out and you've got to go do it, nobody cares. All right, like the Buccaneers also have a very long, strenuous road trip and they've played very well in this. I mean, and the Raiders, to their credit, have also won two games um, on this long road stretch as well. So, look, if they can go in this week, if the defense has a better week, you know, if the offense can stay efficient and stay ahead and, you know, get um, into the end zone when they have the opportunity and not have critical turnovers, then they're going to be fine. Um, This, I... Honestly, I think that this is a pretty decent Raiders team. And I think that they've shown that if they don't make critical mistakes, they can hang with pretty much anybody. Now, if they if the Derek Carr thing doesn't happen today, do I think that the Packers still win this game? Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers was just that unbelievable today. Um, but in general, I, I think that the Raiders can still make some noise. Now, they have to be better, but and they can't make those critical mistakes. But I think that those are things that can be corrected. All right, we'll look forward to seeing what happens when the Raiders head into Houston this coming Sunday. We'll be back on Friday with the game preview. Check out VegasNation.com for that or download that Vegas Nation app. And again, on Sunday, we'll be back with another post-game recap. So uh, make sure to give everybody here a follow on Twitter at Adam Hill LVRJ at Miles Simmons. Miles A. Simmons and and Heidi Fangs. I I saw it. I was like, wait, I forgot that. I forgot that A. (laughs) Boom. And also, guys, we are brought to you by STN Sports Mobile by Station Casino. Check out that app. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again on Friday. 